Welcome back to the Todd Duncan Podcast. This is where success happens. A member of the industry syndicate, Todd's goal is to transform your business and life through deeper connections, higher trust, and proven strategies to help you win and give you your best life ever. My name is Cody Hardridge, and I am a senior loan officer with Cornerstone Home Lending, and I'm feeling very blessed and grateful to be here with you this morning. You know, back in 2011, I attended my very first sales mastery. And at the time, I was just like many of you who are here in the room today. I came here looking for answers. Answers that would help me to be more successful in the mortgage business. Answers that would help me to close more loans in less time with less stress. And at the time, I was closing probably five to seven transactions a month. But deep down, I knew that I was capable of achieving more for my business and for my life. And so I took my notes home from that first sales mastery and I began to implement. And a short time later, I found myself back here on this stage with Todd Duncan, talking about the success that I was experiencing. And at the time, I said that success in the mortgage business is very much like a combination lock. It doesn't matter who you are or what market you're in or what your experience level is. All that matters is that you turn the dial to the correct numbers and in the correct sequence. And if you can turn the dial to the correct numbers and in the correct sequence, the lock will open and the success will be there for the entire world to see. This morning, I'm gonna give you those numbers. I'm gonna give you the correct numbers And in the correct sequence, I'm going to unpack for you the blueprint that I followed to go from funding five to seven transactions a month to funding over 400 loans in a year and becoming the number one originator in the state of Oklahoma. But before I get started, I want to ask the individual originators that are in this room, how would those kind of results impact you? How would it impact your finances? How would it impact your sense of achievement and significance? How would it impact your future, your destiny? Now I know that there's only a handful of you in this room today who are actually gonna implement everything that I'm about to share with you. There's only a small handful of people who will actually turn the dial to the correct numbers and in the correct sequence and unlock everything that was meant for you. So what I want you to answer for yourself is, are you one of those people? If the answer is yes, then I want you to pay very close attention and get ready to write because I'm going to give you the first number in the sequence. Step one is to attain clarity. We must decide exactly what it is that we want. The first time I ever met my boss and mentor, Brian Bomar, he asked me, he said, Cody, tell me what you want for your business. I didn't hesitate. I said, Brian, I want to close 400 loans a year. And I remember I took him off guard because he paused and looked up from his salad and said, dude, that's a lot of loans. (laughs) But you see, I was crystal clear about what it was that I wanted. And the ability to close 400 loans a year represented a huge amount of success for me. Now, I know that success is going to be different for every single person in this room. Maybe you just want to stop working 12 to 18 hours a day. 
Maybe you want to be recognized as the top originator in your organization. Maybe you want to be listed in the Scotsman's Guide. Maybe you want to make a million dollars a year and pay your parents' house off or pay cash for your child's education. Whatever that is for you, the first step is getting really clear on what it is that you want. So where are you at this morning? Are you crystal clear about what it is that you want? If the answer is yes, then you are ready for the next number in the sequence. Step two is deciding who you must become to get what you want. You see, too often we focus on how to get what we want. We focus on business plans and strategies and tactics instead of thinking about who we need to become to get what we want. Well, it's, it's not a how-to problem that has to be solved. It's a who-must question that must be answered. I think we often come here looking for a silver bullet that will lead to success in the mortgage business. Well, here you go. I'll give it to you. Are you ready? The silver bullet is becoming more than you are today. I wanted to close 400 loans a year, but the truth of the matter is I wasn't that guy yet. I was still the guy that closes 60 to 80 loans a year. Right? I had to start thinking about what does this person look like? How do they walk? How do they talk? How do they dress? What time does he get up in the morning? And then I began asking the important questions. Like what kind of a mindset does a top producing originator have? What kind of a skill set does a top producing originator have to develop? How do they go about executing their daily non-negotiables? What kind of a support team does he surround himself with? And when I began to answer those questions, I got really clear on who I needed to become. And once I was crystal clear on that, I had to make a conscious decision to become that person. And for me, making a decision means that I have become completely separated. I have become cut off from any other option. See, too often we'll leave another option on the table. We'll leave a little escape hatch that leads to mediocrity. As long as I have options, I'm not truly committed. And in this business, you have to know what the price is that has to be paid and then resolve to pay the price in full and in advance. And once you've paid that price in full and in advance, the lock will open and the success will be there for the entire world to see. So have you made a decision to pay the price? Have you made a decision to become the person you need to become to get what you want? If the answer is yes, then you are ready for the next step in the sequence. And the next number is to develop an elite mindset. Now, what do I mean by an elite mindset? I believe that 90% of the difference between an average loan officer and a world-class originator is what's going on between their ears. The mindset of a top-producing originator says, I will not be denied that which was meant for me. I'm willing to pay the price in full and in advance. I'm willing to work harder, smarter, and be more consistent than the loan officers around me. So what are you saying to yourself? We're all kind of running this inner monologue, aren't we? Over and over. I coach and mentor loan officers on a regular basis, and I can hear that inner monologue coming out. And sometimes it'll sound kind of like, that approach doesn't work for me. The realtors in my market are different. That won't work for my clients. 
Or it might sound like rates are going up and there's just not as much opportunity as there was back in 2016. So what are you saying to yourself? Early in my career at Cornerstone, I got into the habit of executing a daily success ritual that included positive affirmations. Brian Bomar loves to make fun of me about this. Brian, where are you at? Where, there he is. I am not talking about Stuart Smalley, okay? <laughs> Brian would give me a hard time and say, Cody, you're good enough, you're smart enough, doggone it, people like you. <laughs> it's not quite what I'm talking about. But in those days, I'd get up early in the morning, and I'd go to the gym, and I'd work out, and I would say to myself over and over, I'm the number one originator in Oklahoma. Opportunity flows to me like a river. Realtors love doing business with me. Business comes easy for me. And I would say this day after day, week after week, month after month, and a few short years later, guess what happened? I became the number one originator in the state of Oklahoma. Opportunity flows to me like a river. Realtors, they love doing business with me. And business is a snap. See, that inner monologue that I was having with myself acted as a set of instructions that I was feeding to my subconscious mind. And those instructions had an impact on my beliefs about who I was and what I was capable of. My beliefs had an impact on the actions that I was willing to take. And my actions drove the results that got me on this stage today. So what are you saying to yourself? Have you made a decision to develop an elite mindset? Have you made a decision to master your inner monologue? If the answer is yes, then you are ready for the next number in the sequence. We must develop an elite skill set. As I began to answer the question of who I needed to become, one of the most important questions that I asked and answered was, what kind of a skill set do I need to develop? And I believe that there are three fundamental skills that must be developed and mastered if you want to really move the needle in your business. Okay? Skill number one, learn how to sell. Now, I'm not talking about borrower conversations, okay? That is just the ante to sit at the table. What I'm talking about is influencing a potential referral partner to put their reputation and their paychecks on the line to refer their clients to you? Do you really understand the mechanics of how to drive a sales conversation? You would be shocked at the number of loan officers I come into contact with who, when tested, don't actually have mastery of the basic fundamental skills of getting a potential referral partner to say yes to a formal business relationship. See, I believe that driving a sales conversation is just like driving a manual transmission. Have you ever gone from like second to fourth gear accidentally? Doesn't work well. The engine sort of sputters and stalls out. If we shift gears in a sales conversation at the wrong time, the conversation is going to sputter and stall out. A well-crafted sales conversation is going to drive the RPMs up of the conversation to the perfect level where you can switch gears and drive the conversation to the next level. Now, I'm not going to try to teach you how to sell here today. If you want world-class instruction on how to do this, then I highly, highly, highly recommend that you sign up for High Trust Sales Academy that's going on in December. The second skill that must be developed is how to harvest referrals. Todd tells us, if you want to have a partner for a lifetime, then you have to actually talk to them in their lifetime. 
And what that means for me is calling my referral partners on a regular basis with the intention of extracting or harvesting referrals from the relationship. I remember an insurance agent named Mike that used to call on me. Great guy. And he came by my office one day and said, hey, Cody, I hadn't seen you in about a month or heard from you. I said, really? I said, hey, sit down. So we talked for a few minutes. And that day I sent him like five or six referrals of borrowers that needed insurance. And started thinking, why hadn't I been sending business to Mike? Like, I like Mike. He's a great guy, great customer service. And then I realized I hadn't been thinking about Mike. I'd been thinking about my business. I'd been thinking about my family. I'd been thinking about my goals. And then it occurred to me, my referral partners are no different. Like, they're not thinking about me. They're thinking about their businesses. They're thinking about their problems, their goals, their family. If we want to make it rain referrals, we have to strategically place ourselves into the particular activating system and subconscious minds of our referral partners. So how do we do that? Now, I'm not going to get deep into the human brain today, but what I will share with you is that the prefrontal cortex is the area of the brain that's responsible for conscious thought. Okay, it's what we're using to have this experience here together. Um, but it's very limited in what it can do. It can only hold about seven pieces of information at any given time. And so what the brain does is it's constantly trying to hardwire its activities into the subconscious mind where they're automatic and they take very little energy to execute. In terms of human behavior, we call these habits. So how would it be if we became hardwired into the subconscious minds of our referral partners? How would it be if we became hardwired into the business habits of our referral partners? That's the goal. That's what we're trying to do. But it doesn't happen overnight, okay? Depending on the activity level of the referral partner, it could happen in days, it could happen in weeks, months. Sometimes it could take years. So how committed are you to making those calls? Unfortunately, I've just recently talked to originators who quit and gave up because they didn't get the results that they wanted in a short period of time. We have to be really committed. The third skill set that we have to develop is learning how to manage yourself. Now, we've all been told that you can't manage time. We all have 24 hours, and the seconds keep ticking one at a time. We can become super organized around task management and time blocking, but that's not the kind of management that I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is the development and the management of our habits. And specifically, there are two habits that must be developed and mastered if you want to move the needle in your business. The first habit is getting in the habit of setting face-to-face -face appointments with prospective real, uh, referral partners with the intention of delivering a high-trust interview. The second habit is calling those people on a regular basis with the intention of extracting or harvesting referrals and hardwiring ourselves into their habits. So are you committed this morning? Have you made a decision to develop the skills that you need to develop to become the person you need to become to get what you want? If the answer is yes, then you are ready for the next number in the sequence. Step five is relentless execution of the sales fundamentals that I've just laid out for you. Now, what does it mean to be relentless? In 2011, my first sales mastery, Darren Hardy stood on the stage and said that 
small, seemingly insignificant tasks and actions taken consistently over time will yield huge results. What I'm going to share with you is that applying the compound effect to the relentless execution of your sales fundamentals will produce more business than you can handle. Now, how do we go about this? How do we create sales consistency in our business? I follow a three-step process that helps me to do this. It helps me to establish and maintain consistency. Step number one is I set an appointment with myself. Now, you might be saying, okay, I've tried that, Cody. It doesn't work. But let me ask you this. If you had an appointment on your calendar to meet face-to-face -face with a potential borrower or a referral partner, would you just no-show? Of course you wouldn't. So why in the world would you no-show for yourself and your business and your family and your future? I mean, if you knew that you could have one appointment a day that would absolutely transform your business and your life, how motivated would you be to show up for that? The second step is to remove distractions. One of the biggest complaints I get from loan officers is I'm too busy to make my sales calls. Too many fires I got to put out. Too much mortgage minutia. If you want to become world class, you have to become very disciplined about creating a bubble of silence for you to execute the one thing that's going to actually move the needle in your business, right? Turn your cell phone off. Turn your email off. Put a sign on the door. Post a guard out the front and, and don't let anybody in. And do the one thing that's going to change your business and change your life. Step three is measure consistency. Now we've all been told that that which we measure will improve or grow. But oftentimes we end up measuring the wrong things. We start measuring results. Instead of measuring our sales consistency, the one thing that will actually create the results that we desire. So track it. Did I make the calls? Yes. Did I make the calls? No. And begin tracking the time in between your attempts and attempt to shorten that time and become more and more consistent. My experience is that if I am really, really consistent with the execution of the sales fundamentals over a period of 90 to 120 days, I have to actually pump the brakes because there's so much activity and so much business coming in. So are you willing to do this? Are you willing to be relentless with the execution of the things that are going to move the needle? If the answer is yes, then you're ready for the sixth number in the combination. And that's building a world-class team. The reason that I've built a world-class team around me is so that I can spend the majority of my time doing my number one function. And if you ask me, Cody, what's your function on your team, I'm going to tell you, I get paid to do one thing, and that's influence. And when I do my one thing, everybody gets paid. When I don't do my one thing, nobody gets paid. And so the whole purpose of that team is to take care of the manufacturing process so I can focus on my one thing. So how do we do this? It begins by defining a world-class mortgage process. Step by step by step, down to the granular level, beginning with when you receive a name and a phone number. And once you've done this, you have to look at every little step in the process and assign value to every step. And I do this by asking myself, am I willing to pay somebody $500 or $1,000 an hour to do this task? If the answer is no, then I pay somebody $20 or $25 or $30 an hour to do that task. 
And what this does is it allows me to understand what my high value and my low value tasks are. Now, I'm going to be totally transparent with you guys, okay? I'm going to share with you the month-by-month -month unit production that I had while I was building and scaling my team. So back in 2010, this is what I looked like, okay? I was a one-man show, just like a bunch of you that are here today. I did everything from answering the phones to taking the trash out and everything in between. Well, during this time, I had to get really good at the execution of the fundamentals. I had to be really disciplined with my sales activities. I had to be really disciplined with task management and time blocking so I could get it all done. And I was definitely hitting some walls. You can see my capacity was seven to 10 transactions a month then. But I again began planning for my assistant. And so I created an onboarding plan. And then I created a training plan. And I created an implementation plan that showed me how to integrate that person into my business process. And the next year, in 2011, March of 2011, I hired my first assistant. And the first thing I did was I trained her to handle all of my low-value activities. And what this did is it created margin for me. Okay? It created space where I could focus my time more on the relentless execution of the sales fundamentals. And you can see the results. That year, six out of the 12 months, I, I had double-digit di production. In August of that year, I set a new record for myself, closed 19 loans in a single month. We actually surpassed our capacity that month. And so I sat down with my assistant, and we knew that if we were going to scale and continue to grow, we had to get another team member. And so we sat down, and we divided our tasks, and we created an onboarding plan. And we created a training plan, and we created an implementation plan with how we were going to integrate this new person into our business process. And in November of that year, we hired our second production team member, and we finished the year out at 227 units. Okay, we added almost 100 units in a 12-month period. And in 2012, you can see what happened. I'm sorry, let me go back. 2011, I closed 131. In 2012, we onboarded our second team member, and I was able to focus more time on the relentless execution of my sales fundamentals. And you can see what happened. We hit a new record in August of that year and closed 28 loans in a single month. So once again, we had actually gone past what our capacity was. And we knew that if we wanted to continue to scale, we were going to have to get a third team member. So the three of us sat down together and we divided the tasks. And we created, once again, an onboarding plan. We created a training plan. And we created an integration plan with how we were going to integrate this person into our business processes. And we hired that th third team member in October of that year. And in 2013, that's when we really started to hit the jet fuel, okay? Because now I had enough help that I was completely separated from the manufacturing process. And I was able to focus the majority of my time on the relentless execution of my sales fundamentals. And you can see what those results looked like. In July of that year, we hit an even higher peak. We closed 44 units in a single month. And by the way, it was the smoothest month that year. And so we continued to work. We continued to execute throughout the next year through 2014. And we knew that if we were going to actually hit our goals, we were probably going to need a fourth team member. And so late in 2014, we hired that person. And we began to onboard him in 2015. And you can see that, once again, the goal was to close 400 loans that year. But this year was a failure. We didn't hit the goal. 
Now, I'll share with you that my failure looks a little bit different than other people's failure. But we got close. We closed 383 loans that year. And in 2016, which was, hey, a good year for all of us, we finally hit the goal. We closed 446 loans in a single year. And I had finally become the person I needed to become to achieve my production goals. I turned the dial to the correct numbers in the correct sequence. The lock opened, and the results are right here for the entire world to see. So let me ask you, what are you going to do? Are you willing to turn the dial to the correct numbers in the correct sequence? The first step is to attain clarity. We must decide exactly what it is that we want. And then we have to decide to become the person that it's going to take to get that. Step three is to develop an elite mindset. Are you going to master your inner monologue? Step four is develop an elite skill set. Are you going to learn how to actually sell, how to harvest referrals and manage yourself? Step five, are you actually willing to be relentless in the execution of the sales fundamentals? And step six, do you have what it takes to build a world-class team? So what are you going to do? Are you willing to turn the dial to the correct numbers in the correct sequence and get the change and the results that were meant for you? Hey, thanks for being part of today's episode. I've got a special gift for you on to make sure you are aware of. I just released a 25-page ebook entitled The Five Irrefutable Principles of a High-Performance Business. These five principles are game-changing. There's a lot of methods towards success, but if you ignore the principles, it's very, very hard to know that those methods will work. Go to the show notes below, just click on the link, download this 25-page ebook, and see what kind of impact it can make in your business and your life.